Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting installment of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Matt. You know my last name. If you don't, you can Google it. Just put Matt in. I'm the most popular Matt in the world, right? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I type in Matt all the time and like, bam, number one, Google hot list, you. Yep. It just pops up at Hinshaw Photo because I'm the number one Matt. Yeah, Damn dude, right. Dude, number one. So there you go. As you have heard, there's my good buddy, Mr. Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. So, Mr. Mike Talent, this was a choice of yours, the film we are talking about today. It is a fairly new release on the old uh, Netflix originals. Uh, Mike, uh, do you want to go ahead and tell us uh, what incredible film we're talking about today? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about uh, Triple Frontier. And this, uh, like Matt mentioned, is a Netflix movie. And it's directed by J.C. Candor. Uh, it's written by Mark Bow and uh, J.C. Candor. Uh, starring Adria Ahorna, uh, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Oscar Isaac, Garrett Hedlum, and Pedro Pascal. And... Uh, the summary of the plot is uh, five former Special Forces operatives reunite to plan a heist in a sparsely populated multi-border zone of South America. For the first time in their prestigious careers, these unsung heroes undertake this dangerous mission for self instead of country. But when events take an unexpected turn and threaten to spiral out of control, their skills, their loyalties, and their morals are pushed to the breaking point in an epic battle for survival. All right, Mike. So um, I felt that this movie was two movies in one. What? What? I, I, okay. All right. Well, you didn't well, see that at all, did you? No, no. Elaborate. Elaborate. Okay. Well, I don't want to. Uh, it's almost into the spoiler ter- territory, so I don't know if I should elaborate. All right. But you, well, have, a heist, you have a heist movie. And then you have the second half of the movie, which is not a heist movie. Okay. All right. I'll agree with that. Um, I, 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 yeah. Okay. So that's true. So it's. Well, I don't want to ruin it. So I don't want to ruin it either, but it's somewhat like a group of people getting together to do stuff. So uh, think like the Italian job and then. Which is the heist movie. Which is the heist movie. And then other stuff afterwards, which I'm trying to think of another movie that correlates. Eh, don't worry about it. Don't figure it out when we get to spoilers, because hopefully people will watch this, because it's, uh, it's not a terrible movie. It's not an incredible movie. It's, it's pretty solid. It was fun. I enjoyed it, at least the first half. I enjoyed the heist half. I thought that was really fun and well done and interesting and... Oscar Isaac, you know, did a fantastic job. Ben Affleck did okay. Yeah, what did you... you, So, so Matt, this is completely not on the movie. This is a really dumb question for you, but what did you think of Oscar Isaac having a character where his name is Pope versus Poe from (laughs) Star Wars? 
Well, I, I would like to know how he got the name Pope because that's his military name. So I wonder if he's like a Catholic priest or something. Yeah. Or like he's really into Catholicism because typically in the military, that's how they they get their nicknames is there's something that identifies them differently from everyone else. So he, maybe he's just like super religious, but they didn't even really like explain that in the film. No, no, but I was confused because I was like, did he just say Poe? I was like, that's the same character name in Star Wars. You can't do that. And then <laughs> and then I looked, it was like, oh, it's Pope. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I think was my favorite in this whole film? And he's really starting to like gain some traction in his career is uh, Pedro Pascal. I thought he really excelled in this movie. No, he was he was a good character, man. He was cool as the the pilot, and um, you know, I mean, he had other stuff that he did, but like his main role in this movie was a pilot, and that was cool, man. He's he's a good actor. He really is. He's really underrated. I I just and he's starting to get more and more roles. I think people are finally starting to take note. I mean, he just did a great job in this. I really enjoyed him. Now, don't get me wrong. Oscar Isaac, of course, killed it. He always does. He's a great actor. Charlie Hunnam did well. Ben Affleck was Ben Affleck, you know. But Pedro Pascal, I really just, I thought he did great. Yeah, I even liked uh, uh, Garrett uh, Hedlum. Um, I thought he was pretty good as well. Um, for his and he's kind of in it superficially. He's not as uh, much of a starring role as some of the other guys, but I I kind of liked his character too. Yeah, he was still part of the team. He was, uh, you know, um, I I would say uh, um, Garrett Hedlund's and Pedro Pascal's characters, both of them were kind of the moral compass of the uh, the group. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, actually that's a that's a good way to summarize it, yeah. And then Oscar Isaac at the end, not to spoil it, but uh Oscar Isaac as at the end his moral compass starts coming into play, but you see the growth of his character from vicious ruthless killer in the beginning to uh not a vicious ruthless ruthless killer at the end. I mean, he grow his character clearly I'm having a hard time talking. His character clearly grows throughout yeah. this film. Yeah, and y- y- you see they they uh I mean without giving away too much, things don't go so well and but they don't want to just kill people to kill people. So that's kind of uh some of the stuff that's going on but uh, i don't want to give away too much it's hard man it's hard you know and ben affleck you know that's one of his character's downfalls yeah yeah he just Massive seems downfall. yeah yeah ben which Affleck's is interesting character seems like he's lost his his i don't know his moral compass his his i don't know like it's you know it's it's definitely because they hold him in such high regard, and you can tell that he's just not behaving in the way that he used to, and you're not sure why. Well, what's interesting, too, is that in the start of the film, when Oscar is just trying to put together his band of friends and team and all that, he kind of comes off as the moral compass. Like, he doesn't want to go do the heist. He's like, you know, and then he's like, well, I need money. So he does it. 
but he's the one that's arguing the most out of anybody not to do it. Yeah, and then uh, without oh, giving, and he's a, the one that a, also says um, we are not going to do this while the family's there, and everybody else kind of really doesn't care. Yeah, and then also while things are transpiring, we're not going to tell talk about it quite yet. Is he changes his heart when he sees? I don't know. Like he seems like he he seems like he's the moral compass, but then he really changes quickly when uh, exposed to uh, different. I don't know stimuli. How about that? Financial stimuli. Yeah, financial stimuli. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, are you going to do your part? Your favorite part? Um, or do you want me to do it? Oh, um, like, uh, Matt, what are you drinking? Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, what are you drinking, Matt? <sighs> well, uh, Mike, I am not drinking a beer today. Oh, okay. I am drinking a delightful beverage that is alcoholic. Ooh. I am drinking a Red's Green Apple Ale. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I like the green apple over is that, the normal reds. Is that a the, cider? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is a cider. The uh, The regular reds is a little too sweet. Uh, the the green apple is a little more tart. It's a little more sour. I, I, I like it. I think it's a little more refreshing because it's not quite as sweet but it's a it's a good summer brew even though we're not in the summer yet it's a, it's a good drink to have when it's hot out and granted it's not hot yet but it's getting there okay okay that's cool um, all right mike so what are you drinking unfortunately i'm such a similar guy I'm, hold on hold on let me guess it's an ipa yeah yeah no it's it it's the same beer that I was drinking on the last podcast, which is the New England style Indian Pale Ale Drama Juice by Epic Brewing. I'm sorry, it's just a great beer. I just I have to get rid of it, you know. Nah, dude, you just have a keg of it sitting in the corner, and, and you have the straw in your mouth. Admit it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to say that I have a keg in it uh, of it, but uh, if I did, I think Mags would kill me. <laughs> So you're going to wait a little bit longer until she kills you. All right. Got it. Right. Yes. All right, Mike. Well, um, you and I are both having a very, very, very difficult time talking about this movie without spoiling it because it does have a massive, massive spoiler impact in it that you can't really talk about without talking about it. That doesn't make yes. sense, but yeah, whatever. No, no, no. I, I, I. I I understood you, Matt. We've seen the yes. movie. We understand it. But that's the thing. You always understand me because we, you know, grew up together and we're like almost the same person. So you understand when I say shit that doesn't make sense. The question is, did our listeners understand? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that is the question. Okay, Mike. Well, um, let's go ahead and uh, uh, dive right in. Um, I know this was not a fun one for you, but you did it anyways. Mike, how does Triple Frontier relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe?
Oof. Yeah, man. This one, this one was a little bit. This one was a little bit harder. Um. So the uh, production designer on this one, uh, Greg Barry, was also uh, an in the art department for Black Panther. And uh, so, yeah, that's how it relates to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, I should have asked this before I asked the Marvel Cinematic Universe question, but I freaking spaced. Um, do you think people should go see this movie or not go see this movie? Watch this movie on the old Netflix. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as far as Netflix content, th- uh, I felt like this is a pretty good movie. It's entertaining. Uh, well produced. Uh, yeah. No, I, th- I think you should watch it. Yeah. I uh, I agree. I think it's well worth a watch, especially since it's on Netflix and everybody has Netflix. You got a few hours to kill or you just really want to watch a movie and you don't want to leave the house. Sit down and pop this guy on. The cinematography is really, really good. That's now two movies in a row where the cinematography is really f- fantastic. Um, the acting is pretty solid. You know, I mean, it. you know, they're big name actors and there's a bunch of them and it's all them pretty much together for the most part throughout the, almost the entire movie. So, you know, there's no knocks on the acting. The story is solid. Um, like I said, it's like two movies in one. I think the first story was really good. The second story kind of falls apart for me. And so, uh, now that we are in spoilers, so let's just put that out there. Spoilers from here on out, everybody, Mike, um, how I say it's two movies in one, you have the heist and then you have the survival after the helicopter crashes. So it's a survival movie and it's a heist movie put together into one. I think the heist movie was great. It was fantastic. It was executed. Well, I thought the survival movie was very lackluster. It was boring. I did not like it. I liked the camaraderie. I liked the discussions they had, but for the most part, I did not like that. One thing I did like, though, a lot, and I don't want to do this, make this a consistent thing, but this movie is not about a heist. This movie is not about the camaraderie of these former military men. This is clearly a movie that's 120% about greed. Yeah, no, it is. I do do think it is about greed, and it was interesting to see how they handled the things like cuz once they got all this money things really changed like like uh, all kinds of things changed and uh every decision that was made and all this stuff and it was is fascinating to see that and um i i enjoyed the the uh um oh shoot the pilot uh hold on um Pedro Pascal yeah Pedro Pascal is like hey this is too much weight. We can't take this over, you know, the place. And he's like, the but Andes, we, yeah. yeah, we can lift that. And he's like, yeah, we can lift it, but we can't lift it over the Andes. Yeah. Which is like, he said it was 11 yeah. or 12,000 feet, something like that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, we're taking it anyway. I'm like, but why don't you just leave it? Like, oh, it's crazy. There's all kinds of crazy stuff like right, that. But that's not where it starts. It really starts when they're still at the uh, the mansion or the fortress or whatever they want to you want to yeah, refer to yeah, it. The mansion. I would say yeah. the mansion. 
where everybody else is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Ben, Ben Affleck's character is like, no, just one more load. No, just two more loads. No, just two more loads. Right. And if they would have left, they would have not had to run into all the guards that came back. If they would have stuck to their hard out and taken off, they would not have had to slaughter all those, all those guards. They wouldn't have had that conflict. And also, which this might lead to a sequel because they kind of tease a sequel possibly. And the family would not have seen their faces as they were pulling out and leaving. Yeah. They would have no, just the, been gone. The, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, and so again, and it's it just was, grief. It, it was to me. Now this is a movie and I wasn't sure, but it seemed like Ben Affleck character was super strict and stringent. And then when he gets into this environment, he like completely kind of loses it. And I'm like, what? This is the guy that they're following. Right. Yeah. He was the captain. He was the one that was in charge of the whole crew. He clearly was the, the older of the whole crew when they were together in the military. And he's the one that has the plans and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he sees the money and he just kind of starts falling apart. His greed takes over. Yeah, the greed really bothered, like, ah, and and it, it, it shows up throughout the movie. Um, there's even a part where one of the people that was instrumental in them getting out of there alive, he starts grilling this character, and he's like, hey, do you know my name and all this stuff? And she's like, no. And uh, like then that, she gets it was greedy, too. Yeah, but it was super awkward to me, but like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. The yeah. whole thing. It's interesting, you know, but because um, where I say she gets greedy because she's like, oh, well, uh, she even points out, she's like, well, you guys took a whole hell of a lot more than the 75 million you said you were going to take. You took, was it 250, 300 million, something like that. Oh, it's I, I don't even remember. The the, the numbers know, are astronomical. But it's, I did appreciate in this movie, uh, unlike just about every movie, they uh equated the weight of the money to how much it was worth, and you could see that money weighs a ton. And oh, yeah. that, that physical that, cash. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that 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 was I thought that was cool because they it kind of equated that like, hey, even though we have all these, you know, super strong men and all this stuff, it's still a big pain in the ass to move large, large amounts of money. I, I thought that was cool. It was very realistic. That's for sure. I mean, because even then, when they were pointing out with uh, the girl that helped him out, they gave her $2 million and she was asking for three. I think they originally were just going to give her one. And so she was pointing out, well, you guys took more. Why can't I get a little more? And they're like, no, here's here's two million. Just go. And even then they were pointing out that she could not carry that on an airplane. It was physically too much. And she had to take it to a shipper to ship it to her in Australia where she was going. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Yeah, like um, it had nice little touches like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was pretty authentic. Like I uh, enjoyed that they stressed how much how much things weigh and and it's it's a big pain in the ass and like the logistics involved with stealing you know several hundred million dollars is not easy no 
And then on top of it, you know, you see they get greedy again when they're in the helicopter and Pedro Pascal is saying, you know, cut loose the money, cut loose the money. And they're like, no, we'll just push the 50 million out the back. And even then when they push the 50 million out the back, they don't push all of it. There's still duffel bags in there. And that ultimately becomes their biggest downfall because the helicopter cannot get over the mountains and starts, you know, blows a gearbox and starts coming in. So now not only are they not going to have, you know, a million dollars or $50 million or whatever, their lives are now in jeopardy because they decided, oh no, we want as much as we can get instead of just cutting their losses and going. Think about it. If they would have cut it down, even in half, say they dropped like a hundred million dollars, they would have made it to the beach and we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, no, no, that's true. And but it, they it would have it would have been a totally different movie too, because they would have just got to the beach and out. Yeah. So they got greedy again. And then they crash in a field of uh you know, it's and they crash in a farm and it's a farm, it's a cocaine farm. And, you know, the people running the farm, I mean, and then Ben Affleck, without even questioning it, just pops a couple of the guys. And that has massive repercussions for him later. Yeah, no, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, you you can definitely see he's just gone crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was good. You know, I enjoyed it. I, I like the action scenes a lot better. I like the heist a lot better. The survival was interesting, but I just, I wasn't a super huge fan of it because they started tearing each other apart and they started, you know, doing all these things, but I like all the things that were surrounding it. I just didn't like the actual going through the rainforest, going over the hills, going this, that, you know, the donkey falling off the side of the mountain. It was, it it went from like a hundred miles an hour to like 10 miles an hour. You know, the the feeling of the film. Yeah, it got real slow. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I do applaud them on is uh, they felt like a real uh, team, though. Like, uh, at least the way that the movie was shot and everything. Like, it seemed like they were a team. And they've done this many times and all that. So I thought that was cool. Well, not so much the heist, but clearly they have worked together countless times. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, uh, but it 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 felt like that. Like it didn't feel like these guys were just a bunch of guys, like a bunch of ragtag guys getting together again. No, it was a bunch of guys who had worked together, uh, you know, through the years uh, in various things and. They all knew exactly what to do, and I I thought all that stuff was really well executed. Yeah, they all had a job, and they stuck to their job, and they did their job well, except for Ben Affleck, who was the leader. Yeah, he was just ah, broken. I don't know. And it even kind of alludes to that when they were trying to recruit him, that he's just not right. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was funny how he was a real estate agent, too. Oh, yeah. And he was terrible at it. Yeah. He couldn't sell a shitty little condo. It was funny. But anyways, I don't know. So. Well, Mike, uh, what else do you want to add about Triple Frontier? I'm not sure how much more we can do. I mean, uh, I guess, you know, you can we can really spoil the ending. Um, Basically, the guys walk away with nothing. 
they give it all to Ben Affleck's family because, you know, Ben Affleck's character pays the ultimate price for killing a few innocent people at that cocaine farm. And they hunt him down and take him out. Granted, they lose their lives, but they were so upset from him uh, killing their father or grandfather or cousin or whatever with no reason whatsoever. I mean, he just popped them. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought that was cool. Uh, the interesting thing right there at the end was he's like, uh, I hope you use this for good. And then he gives them the location of, uh, all the, the money that they kind of discarded when they were, came to their senses, I guess. Yeah. The money that they hid. Yep. When they decided that they're only going to take what they can carry on their backs. Yep. And I mean, I don't know how much it is, but that's that's what leads to a possible sequel. I mean, you know, you see it with the foreshadowing of the uh, family seeing his face. Well, not his face, seeing Oscar Isaac's face and everyone else that was in the vehicles and their kids. So if they do a sequel, it'll probably be the kids grown up uh, hunting them down or something. And then uh, it could possibly be them going to try and recover the rest of that money. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know if uh, Charlie Hunnam's character uh, told even his brother that he wrote down the GPS coordinates to where the money was, the rest of the money. Yeah, no, I I don't know. Because if you take a look, uh, they're all gone. It's just uh, Charlie Hunnam's character and Oscar Isaac's character standing there, and he hands them the piece of paper, and he makes it a point that no one else is there with him when he hands them the paper. Yeah, he does. He does do that on purpose, yep. So maybe it'll the sequel will just be Oscar Isaacs going after it with a new team? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they won't do a sequel at all. Maybe they'll just leave it open-ended. But I think it li- it gives them the opportunity to do a sequel if they want. Because, you know, a lot of movies are doing that nowadays, which sometimes is a good thing, sometimes a bad thing. Like Alita Battle Angel, to get into a more recent one, that really, really, really left it open for a sequel, if not a trilogy. And I don't know if they are going to get the funding to do a sequel and a trilogy, unless maybe James Cameron pays for it. Yeah, I don't know with that one, but I I actually kind of want to see one because, you know, that was a cool movie and it was super creative. I know they spent Buku's amount of money, but man, I hope they actually make that one i i know they did they didn't make the money like that's the thing it's it's weird we see these movies like uh you know captain marvel's just dominating everything man like uh i just i just looked at it man 760 million worldwide already 10 days crazy that's That's crazy insane but no, I agree, man. I really, really enjoyed Alita Battle Angel. I didn't think it was the best movie in the world, but it definitely not. Now I'm going to probably get slammed for this. I definitely think it was more creative than a lot of the Marvel films, even though I love Captain Marvel and Infinity War and all those. It was different. It was unique. It was fun. Other than that relationship. God, that was so dumb. Oh, the relationship was bad. But other than that, like it was a cool movie. So I want to see more of it. But I don't know if we're going to see any more because it didn't make a fortune. But the Marvel movies, basically, uh, I mean, I'm not ripping on the Marvel movies. We love the Marvel movies. 
but they're almost all guaranteed to make a billion dollars just like nothing. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It is. I mean, even Ant-Man and Wasp, which didn't have the best reviews, and, you know, even though it was your favorite Marvel Cinematic movie of the past year. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Matt. Just kidding, Matt. I know. It still made a heck of a lot of money at the box office, even though a lot of people didn't like it. It still did quite well. I'll put it this way. Alita Battle Angel, I think, maybe is just now starting to break even. And Ant-Man and Wasp made a profit. And the only reason Alita Battle Angel is starting to break even is because, like I anticipated, when they opened it up worldwide, especially the Asian countries, it's doing freaking gangbusters over there. They love it. Well, that's good. Which is to be expected. It's based on a manga. Yeah. But I, just like you, I really want to see a sequel. I really want to see a third one. I hope they can do it. They left it open. I really want them to do it. I really do. Yeah, me too. So, all right, Mike. Well, let's get back to uh, Triple Frontier uh, and off the topic of sequels. But still, you know, it's a big thing nowadays. Sequels for everything. Seems like Hollywood has a hard time coming up with original ideas. But uh, anyways, they'll get there, hopefully. Indeed. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So, Mike, how many reels do you give Triple Frontier? So, I'm going to give Triple Frontier three and a half reels, because I just enjoyed this ride. I know it was kind of two movies, but I like both the movies. All right. Well, I give up. Um, We need to stop doing this podcast. We are now uh, not only two people. We are now just one person because I also give it three and a half reels because I thought it was fun. But the story, like I said, the second half wasn't great. So, (sighs) man, come on. Come on. I thought you were better than that. How am I better than that? I don't know. No, your opinion to your opinion. And... I yeah, for me, I just really I I like this movie. I I definitely recommend people seeing it, especially if you have Netflix. Of course, it's only available on Netflix, but you know, this this was a good movie. I liked the first half. I didn't like the second half, so that's why I got a three and a half. And I'm doing three and a half just for my buddy Patrick as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I seriously. I seriously think it. the first was great. The second half had its moments, but was not, I don't know, not good. Not not great like the first half. I really like that heist. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, I don't uh, have anything else. I'm already starting to repeat myself, so I'm going to stop and say, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, do your thing, man. Unless you have more you want to add. Uh, no, no, uh, I think that's it for me. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening to the pod, and uh, we'll catch you on the next show. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.